Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. We are coming to you live after game six. The Toronto Raptors are your new NBA champions. Kawhi Leonard, Fred Van Vliet, and Kyle Lowry are able to do it and dethrone the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. Micah, I want to start with you. I want to talk about this series uh, winning the championship and what this season has meant for Toronto and where, where they go from here. Yeah, so my biggest thing for Toronto and maybe throughout even the regular season and from what I saw in the postseason, was their depth. I mean, looking at it, their bench, they were really productive when they needed to be. Maybe they didn't have all their players coming off the bench, but the bench players that played, they're really important. If you look at Fred Van Fleet, he, I mean, if he really wanted to do it, he was a sleeper for the possible finals MVP. I mean, his, his what he did on the court was something you can't not take notice of. Uh, Serge Ibaka, he had a couple big games since, what, game three. He's really been, like, almost one of their unsung heroes as well. Um, and kind of going on to the other side of that, when you look at the Warriors and how their bench is constructed and what they're getting out of that bench, it's not really a lot. Since KD has left, they haven't been that true deep team. You know, the Leandro Barbosa days, getting guys off the bench and getting tons of production. I mean, outside of Boogie, if you really even think of Boogie as a bench player, I see him as just like, a, I guess you can call it a secondary starter or something like that, or split in starting time with Kevon Looney. Um, nobody got over eight points off the bench. Sheldon Livingston, who can possibly get you 10, only got you six. But there's a lot of players that played over 10 minutes or double-digit minutes. Um, and I think that's kind of just evident of what was kind of lacking on the Warriors' side. Um, it hurts when you lose Clay Thompson, your leading scorer, and he only plays – uh, 32 minutes out of the possible 40, what, 48, while you have guys like Draymond Green and Steph Curry playing into the 40s and stuff like that. Um, Clay was missed in those crunch time moments. He had, like as I said, 30 points in 32 minutes. That was big. He was 8 of 12. Game 6 Clay was evident. He was here. The best shooter, the best consistent shooter, or the best pure shooter, I'll say, in the world. He wasn't there, and clearly they missed it going down the stretch, even more so. They missed KD. They were living and dying by what KD can do, his production. 30 points a game is something that can't be slept on. But, I mean, there was times in this game, once again, where the Warriors starters, uh, you know, specifically Steph Curry and Draymond Green, yes, they had great games, maybe statistically, and maybe they did some great things on the court. But, I mean, when it was time to make a play or not mess up, they definitely messed up. I'm looking at Draymond Green with some of those weird little turnovers he was doing. Yes, he did force a big defensive weird play. Yeah, it was weird. It was kind of oh, a weird all series. Uh, Steph Curry, I'm, I'm thinking about, I mean, once again, he had one of those. You get a lot of points. You get to the line a lot. You can shoot a couple threes, but it's an inefficient night, 6 of 17, 3 of 11 from 3. I mean, yes, 21, 3, and 7 looks great, but when you don't get the win, hey. Um, of course, Andre Iguodala looks like he had a big game. I would say – I mean, he could possibly win a positive MVP if they had one. But the biggest thing I'm seeing is the completeness of the game, completing the game. And it's kind of evident of what Kawhi's been doing. Not to just keep rambling on, but it's clear that Kawhi's mindset and, you know, finishing the game and the kind of – I mean, we joke about Boardman gets paid, but they're all doing their part. Whoever's playing on that court is contributing in some type of way. There's no wasted stats. There's no wasted anything on the court. I just love seeing it. So I think the Raptors earned it. And – it's just evident that it's kind of the changing of the guard and you got to get back to having the complete teams and not just superstar reliant teams. Rob, what'd you think about this game? Uh, first shout out to my side, you Jerry, that man, everybody's 
everybody talked about him with the trades and keeping Kawhi for a year. And if it's a smart move or they wasted money, or he they just they just oh man, what a way to do it in a year. But uh, this game overall, I mean, it was neck and neck. Nobody had nobody had over a ten point lead. Most thing I seen uh, started from the Warriors side off the loss. A lot of missed free throws. A lot of missed free throws, and when not necessarily the starters, but when they got the bench, it's a lot of miscommunication with the switcher, which led to a lot of over jump shots, so a lot of easy layups for the Raptors. And on the Raptors side, man, it's just like every everything they did or didn't do didn't hurt them in a bad way. They got good turnovers, even when they. Didn't get good shots up or late in the shot clock. They still got back on defense. I don't know how many times I watched, uh, you know, Andrew Bogus old, but him and Boogie just either even they miss a shot or they or the team miss a shot, and this, the transition defense would be terrible. So I can get an easy layup or Kyle Lowry get an easy layup. You know what I'm saying? It's just too many easy buckets for me on the Raptors side of the Warriors that they was giving up, and the turnovers was just a killer. The yep. turnovers was really a killer, mm-hmm. and then once Clay go, once Clay went out, the spacing for the like like I talked about last time I was on the pod, the spacing for the Warriors was just terrible, and it's to the point where they had to dribble drive and just kick out. But the the Raptors are like they're fine with that. They're like okay, if he keeps scoring, we're gonna live with that. If Jamar hits three, we're gonna live with that. They kept they was Clay had an inefficient game. You know what I'm saying? He was he was effective in a certain way, but. A lot of people are gonna go go like dog him, but in my eyes, I mean, it's, it's um, he can only do so much when they they doing the boxing one defense, but they're sending so many bodies at him. Every time he touched the ball, there's two people around him. So for him to just jack up a, a bad shot, it's not in the floor of the offense. I was liking the way he started off the game, but when Clay went out, it's just the kind of mindset that he has to have to get aggressive. And I don't know, I I saw it, but it just wasn't enough for me. It's a lot of tools and just. A lot of long floaters, and I mean, it's, it's Curry game, but it, it, it didn't look like he was comfortable out there when he, when he was shooting. Yeah, um, you know, that's I, that, I think that's where I'm coming from. Uh, with this game, the Warriors, they I honestly thought that they had it in that third quarter that Clay Thompson dunk. Uh, I think that's what changed the game. It looked like they were they were starting to get to that Warriors, uh, like avalanche of just points pouring on, and from there it flipped. Um, I've been saying this all playoffs for the past couple of years. In the biggest moments, Steph Curry, he doesn't he doesn't truly show up. They show the stat there, um, zero for seven in the final twenty seconds of a game. Zero for eight now, yeah. In the final twenty seconds of and to go ahead or to tie a game, it just he just doesn't have that clutch gene. I truly believe if Clay Thompson was out, uh, if Curry was out and Clay Thompson was the one that was taking that shot, I'm confident that shot goes in. It just shows what. I mean, uh, it, it was a Curry type of shot too. He, yeah, I mean, a Barca rot- rotates. But it's it's he that's, that's, he that's a good look at it. He takes all the good time. Yeah, he should be able to make it, and he, he just didn't. Credit to the he just uh, has to make credit. It. Credit to the Raptors. Uh, like you said, they Masai Ujiri, great uh, GM. Report just came out from Woods that the Wizards are offering him going to offer him ten million dollars uh, at a minimum mm-hmm. and give him a stake of ownership in the Washington Wizards himself for them mm-hmm. to get that GM over. He's he's a great he's a great GM. He did it with the Denver Nuggets, went over to Toronto, gambled because he knew DeRozan and Lowry would not get it done, and got Kyle Lowry. And even if Kyle Lowry leaves, even if Kyle Lowry leaves in the offseason, they are uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard leaves in the offseason, they're still going to be very happy with the results because they got that uh, that NBA NBA ring. I think for the Warriors, 
injuries just devastated. Iggy wasn't 100%. You have Boogie that barely played this year or wasn't in shape. Uh, Clay got hurt. KD, every it just Kevon Looney out there, Lo- up, Lo- giving his all. Looney Looney uh, has like a broken collarbone, basically. So yeah, it, out there just it, trying as hard as it just start. It started to pile up when you start seeing Jarepko coming out and Alfonso McKinney. I love Quinn Cook more than anybody, but he should not be playing in crunch time in the fourth quarter. He's just not crunch time. He he gave up my over three with Fran V off a, a basic Hesby. I'm yeah. like. Just, oh, you just you just can't you can't, you can't allow that to happen as uh, as an NBA team. But it's what hap- it's what happens when you build around superstars and you know that those players are going to show up for you. But they got hurt, so it sucks. But I said in our group chat, the NBA season has officially started as the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, them playing them playing the games. It's all fun and everything. But the real NBA season started. We've already gotten our AD. Uh, news 80 to the Lakers, 80 to the Knicks. So much things going on. So many free agents this summer. So I want to talk to uh, our two finals teams. I want to talk about the Warriors and the Raptors specifically before we'll do uh, free agency pods later uh, on. But for the Warriors, what do you expect for their free agency? And for the Raptors, what do you expect for their free agency? Rob, I'll start with you. Uh, I mean, we, we can go with the champions first. I mean, clearly, you have to do everything in your power to get this man Kawhi Leonard back on this team for a repeat. I mean, the team, you really have to change nothing, in my personal opinion. I don't, I, me personally, I don't understand why teams win a championship and switch up. I mean, unless, like, it's, like, uh, the go back of Houston reason when they got Clyde Drexler. I mean, you know, just to but get the team over that second hump because it's hard to repeat. You know what I'm saying? That. In, in, any, in any type of, any type of sport. You got to get that extra push, but I mean, this team is complete. I mean, in my in my eyes, it, it, if Fred Van Fleet or Kyle Lowry could have got hurt, they could have threw in Jeremy Lamb. Y'all know with Lynn Stanley, you never know what might could have happened. Shout out to Jeremy Lamb the championship, though. Well, yeah. I mean, Raptors had to sign. I don't. They can let Masai Jerry go, but I mean, look what he's done. I wouldn't want to give that up. Yeah, they they, they, yeah. they they have to give him a crazy offer because I I know that. I know the Wizards. The Wizards literally haven't really had any interviews. They gave him with that, GMs. bro. They gave him that Jordan deal, bro. Yeah, ownership, ownership in the team that you don't really get that as GM. So the Raptors, I don't want to give him up. The Raptors have to try everything possible to keep Masai. But Jerry. they can, they can definitely, they can definitely try to push for one of these free agents. I mean, for the Raptors, I would go for because Danny Green really sold me this, uh, <laughs> this series. I would, I would, I would go for Chris Middleton, get Kawhi back, solidify the team, and then go for. The team, I mean, they, they probably can't offer them as much as other teams could with a max or a lengthy contract. But do you want to win? At the end of the day, what, what are we playing the sport for? And the Warriors, I mean, they, they, they Katie probably will pick up his player option now. I don't think, he, I don't, I don't think he leaves, guy. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, with another team, but I mean, he's hurt. You know, it's all the tug of the brotherhood. Did Curry and Iggy walk on the back? Mark Jackson mentioned that that starters don't usually do that. It just all the talk and all the talk between the media and talking about the Splash Bros and how Clay said he's a in a league of his own. He's nowhere near. We're nowhere near close to him shooting wise or being able to shoot over any guy on this earth. And those were his words. So, man, and Mike, Mike, you're prophetic with this. I don't know if you saw the report beforehand or we started, but 
ESPN and Woj literally just tweeted out, rappers besides you're expected to be offered as much as $10 million annually to run bas- uh, Witches Basketball Operations. Oh, yeah, man. no, no, yeah, they, they've been talking about it. Be, uh, the Wizards... Per year, or that's the contract? Ten, no, ten, 10 per year and, and ownership. Oh, man. Part ownership in the team. They've been talking ten about this for a year. while with the Washington Wizards. Um, after it didn't work out with... Uh, it didn't work out with the Denver Nuggets GM. Tommy mm-hmm. Shepard as interim GM, they didn't want... Like, just wanted to stay that way. So they were waiting to after the finals and immediately when the finals ended Leontis, he sent that Yo, offer. Smiling, he, sent, he sent that offer over. I mean, oh, man. this is, hey, this is real exciting. you gotta do what you gotta do. Michael, what do you think the uh, the Raptors or Warriors are gonna do in uh, free agency? Yeah, so I'll start the same thing. Uh, kind of going into well, I'll do the same order as Rob. Going into the, what the Raptors situation is, Um, I completely agree. If you can land uh Another another player to take the load off because at the end of the day, first of all, I don't think they're losing Kawhi at this point. Um, Kawhi, you know, he, as he should, said the reports of him buying a house in Toronto were false. Truthfully, probably not false. And at this point, how the season went, because I don't even think he expected the season to go as it did. He probably realized what's here and, you know, his true market and what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he – kind of wants to be here now and it's kind of just the trends going on on when you, him counter suing nike and stuff like that kind of it's it's kind of you know he's always been the kind of counterculture it, it guy. though but not, not yeah, it does well, I'm, I'm gonna let you go to a point no, it him. like like toronto like just the whole country and just them being over there and all the other stars over here it's just like it just fits what who Kawhi is like this, absolutely doesn't like want, doesn't want uh, all new balance guy he's not he's not a big nike athlete guy or jordan brand guy anymore he's, he's a new balance athlete who he can take the New Balance thing wherever he wants to go. Um, this is great leverage for him in his endeavors and stuff like that. And, you know, you can do it your own way in a place like Toronto. I mean, right. not to just throw the Drake example out there, but he's repping Toronto as much as he can. I mean, we're seeing how it goes. This is his own brand now. Um, as far as the actual free agency and what they should do, I completely, uh, completely agree with you. They should get a guy like Chris Middleton. Um, now, you did make an interesting point of the players that they didn't play. Uh, there was a lot of DMPs and coaches' decisions OG from the Raptors side. Yeah, OG and Obi. players, I was, players I was that were getting that guy the whole series. I'm bro, like, and those players that yeah, those players that were getting a lot of regular season time that they didn't make the eight that were playing. And you know, you you shrink your roster, you shrink who's okay. playing every night. But these are guys that can play. Patrick McCall. I mean, yeah, we joke that he got three. Which shout out to him, he got three, three in a row. Mm-hmm. But he can ball right. still. Jeremy Lin was balling. Like he can still ball. He can still. Man, do it. I can't. I can't think of that guy name. But uh, the G League MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. He's on the team too, and he's long. He's like a a baby Pascal Siakam just sitting there. I mean, that man, that man can ball out too. So it's just there's, like they, there's a lot of ways deep. to go. Yeah, there's a lot. They're, of they were deep. They um, were deep. I, I do like the idea of getting uh, another two or possibly uh, maybe like a five or something like that. If that's the way you want to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Marcus Saul is not going to – he's not going to be there forever. He's not going to be able to do what you need to do. He's yeah. kind of old. Yeah, he's going to He's not going to be able to do what you need to do together. Um, Danny Green, he had – he recorded zero points. He basically had a mute night. Marcus Saul 0 for 5. He somehow ended up with three points probably on the free throw line. Um, I think after that – what you have, and I alluded to it before, is a great nucleus, a deep team who, yes, they won the finals with this. So is there much they need to clean up? Maybe not. You don't want you don't want to be completely quiet dependent. Yeah, you don't want to be stagnant, which is the biggest yeah. thing. And this is going on the Warriors' side. I think they have to 
manage the KD situation as much as they can because he's going to get some wild offers. They have a lot of reports, and you guys made the point of saying that you don't think his market value changes, and clearly it doesn't because every team that's probably one of KD is still going to get the same exact offers. Now, it's up to KD and maybe a little convincing from the Warriors and their doctors on what they want to do with the injury-wise because I heard a good point or a decent point made, and I think it was from Stephen A. Smith, that you don't necessarily – want to just switch teams and get a whole new staff in there, especially when these are guys that have been playing. working with you. Yeah, these are guys that have been working with you for the year. Uh, you don't want just differing medical opinions, but if they were the ones that forced KD medical opinion in the first place, then it might and, be and, and look at And look at Kawhi. T- just take off a year, bro. Take off a year, rest up, heal up, and come back. And Absolutely. And you, I pick think... up your, you pick up your player officer and come back. You pick up a team you want to go to, and then – AD will be a free agent. Maybe there could be some type of hookup there. Or, I mean, Kyrie will always be on his team that he picked. So, if you want to go there, then you have that option too. Absolutely. So. And just um, with the rest of what, like, the moves Warriors need to do, I don't necessarily see them losing any of their nucleus guys. First of all, because they're not the egotistical type guys. I mean, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, he's a, a down – I almost say down to earth because I don't really know the guy. But it doesn't seem like the guy that a jump ship for whatever reason, especially because, I mean, they've been to the but, finals hey, how many times in a row? Steph yeah, Curry's but they, they still got to offer that man that match, though. Oh, you, of course. You can't they play gotta, around. They got to do what they got to do. If they shortchange them, you never know. Oh, no. They're, and there's a litany of teams. There's a litany of teams that need a wing or they need a guy like Clay Thompson. But I don't necessarily think they do anything different. Maybe if somebody goes, it might be Draymond. And maybe that leaves them room to get somebody else. Who that will be, I don't know. We got to talk about it a little bit more free agency. As we, but as, I don't think much changes know. on either team. As we all know, yeah, the Warriors I, need to upgrade that bench. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's where, that's where I'm going with it. Uh, the, with the Golden State Warriors, um, I think their priority is Klay Thompson. KD, he's going to get a lot of money. Um, I think you just make sure you get Klay Thompson. Honestly, I think that I Boogie's uh, – the amount – that Boogie's going to get from, from a lot mm-hmm. of teams, I do not believe it's going to be a substantial amount. If you can get him back on another one-year deal, I would do it because we have to realize that Boogie did not mm-hmm. have an offseason. He came in the middle of the season, then got hurt again, and was still able to produce in a couple of games. Now give him a full offseason to go ahead and train, get back in shape, get his win, his speed, his agility back up. I think that if you cannot keep KD, that get, trying to uh, re-sign Boogie to another one-year deal would be very helpful because you also give yourself some um, cap uh, relief and cap space to go ahead and get a deeper bench, which is what uh, they need. With all these injuries that have happened here, you need you need quality guys. You need your Fred. You need your Fred. Fred Van Bleach. You need your uh, your OGs. You need all those type of players to come in and give you a spark like they used to have with Barbosa and Martel Sp- uh, Mar- uh, Spates and all those guys back in the day. So Maurice I think that's yeah. that's that's what's going to be. Um, big for the Warriors. On the Raptors side, I don't think you need to change anything. I think you need to run it right back. I think Marcus also has another year. Serge Ibaka is a great uh, six-man coming off the – well, seven-man with Van Bleak coming off the bench. Um, Danny Green, I don't know if he's still in the contract. We have to look at it. But if he's not, you can you can let him kick rocks and put Fred Van Bleak in that starting lineup. Um, there's literally nothing that – literally nothing wrong – Right now with this uh, Raptors team, they are a very complete team, very good defensively. And uh, offensively, they can they can definitely produce. So I think they try to run it back. If they cannot keep Kawhi Leonard, this 
this is going to be a one and done for the Raptors. Um, I don't care who they get. They can get Chris Moses. The only thing they have to do is keep Kawhi. Because <laughs> if Kawhi, if the Kawhi decides to go to the Clippers or uh, another another team, the Raptors are done. So their main objective is keep Kawhi and, and try to run it back. I do think Kawhi is going to probably try to sign a one a one year deal with the one year player option where he can uh, opt back in, but he's going to get big money. Um, I think that's that's basically it. We're going to have a lot of free agency pods coming up, breaking down every single free agent and what's going to happen. We'll have our emergency pods uh, for when 80s eventually traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Because at this point, we all, we, we all know, we all know it's coming. We all it's know coming. He, he's going to be a Lakers coming. soon. They can't stop it. Uh, the 3 team, 4 team trade, man. whatever. LeBron's going to do whatever he needs to do to get that, man. 80 is going to be and Lakers with, and, so- with, and with KD out, <laughs> hey, man. I'm, I'm telling you. 20, Hey, 2020 champions. I've, are, I've, 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 I've already I've said this before in our group chat. LeBron in 2020 is winning MVP and he's going to win the NBA finals. Oh, already, already give me a tattoo. Already, to it. Hey, already, <laughs> already got my predictions, man. LeBron MVP in 2020 and they're getting that finals with LeBron and AD. But before we leave, you got you guys got any last second comments on just this NBA season? Uh, go ahead, Mike. Hey, this has probably been one of the. One of the most entertaining seasons I've seen just because of – and, Mike, you mentioned it last week. The parody's finally coming back, bro, and I love it just because, I mean, it's, it's, it's – bro, I don't even think we've seen real parody in the league because when we started watching – well, I'll say this. When we started watching, you know, consciously, it was at the tail end, uh, tail end of Kobe and Shaq. Yep. So right when we started getting in, let's say maybe like 04, that's Pistons year, that's Dwayne Wade, that's – so yeah, that's Dirk. That's who else? Uh, Spurs. So that's a little bit of parody. Yeah, that was. But the minute LeBron made the decision, the minute LeBron made it, it's been the same thing. It's kind of like the '90s almost, where it's been the same teams, and now we're kind of getting to the same thing. What he's caused is Golden State to kind of just do the same kind of thing, except on a grander scale. Finally, and it took it took like so many moves. The league, the league basically got switched around. If you look at the league from 2014 to now. It's so different, just how, yeah, how things are positioned, where people are placed, who's here, who's not. There's so many things that have changed, and I think this combination of where the league is and the players and the teams are perfect for actual competitive basketball. And, you know, we're having conversations of do the conferences matter, do should the playoffs be 1-16. I think if you keep it like this with parity. I really hope they never do that. Well, and and, and this thing, though, this is because it's just because – we were seeing the you know the West be so good. One to ten, I'm still I'm still for the one to sixteen. I think if it was one to sixteen, I honestly believe we would have gotten a, a Warriors Rockets finals this year and last year. But mm-hmm. that, that's probably that's probably for another podcast. But I, yeah, I, 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 last year, but this year I, I won't want to see that the way the Rockets were. I mean, get, they didn't want to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael, you were saying? Oh no, basically, I mean it. Biggest thing I'm saying, I just love that the parody is back. I love that there's superstars making their own lanes. There's guys stepping up on teams. I mean, dog, we saw the Nets make the playoffs with D'Lo. Yes, sir. That to me, that's pretty crazy. Just from where the Nets were and how they kind of got robbed with the the whole trading with the Boston Celtics situation. The fact that six years later they're here, it's it's beautiful. And I just love seeing that teams are really being conscious with the decisions. The Raptors just won an NBA championship. Like, I love that. This is a team's, you know, guys are, excuse me, teams that 
really wouldn't get chances before. There's only been a couple teams that have really been dominating that are finally getting chances. The Lakers are nowhere to be found in the playoffs. And they got Braun. You feel me? Like, it's yeah. crazy to see. So I'm just happy to see this. Uh, it's going to make everything more competitive. And hopefully guys will try to carve their own lanes to win. Hey, Rob? Uh, I mean, the main thing about this NBA season, I'm loving all the young talent, to be honest with you. Everything, guys, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at the TV screen. I see guys my age, like, uh, like Jamal Murray, just balling out. Two games, seven series, two two series, man, just almost making it to the Western Conference Finals and teams like Indiana were no superstar, even though they got, you know, they did get handled by the Celtics, but there's no superstar being third, being the third best team in the East. Like, and it, they had Victor Oladipo. Who knows? They Boston could have got bounced first round. Yeah. So it, and you know, we just, it's just a lot, man. It's just a lot. But I, I like how everybody's just coming together. To be this offseason, teams are trying to teams are trying to go out, out, do everything they can just to get land some of these phases, just to push because nobody's giving up. Nobody's even the Rockets GM. He's like, we're not going to quit. We're going to win a we're going to win a championship with, uh, with James Harden. And it's just like the competitive fire I see in these owners and these players. Like, no matter who's in front of them, they still want to win. They're not they're not worried about the Warriors or LeBron next year or who's going to go where. They're trying to get it done now. And big shout out to Kyle Lowry, man. I, I got to talk about this guy before we get off. Everything, all the jokes, the the shot last game, though, Jim Green tipped it. He boy came out with 11 straight. Just got it done. But yep. it's, it's the good part of this, man. And the young talent. Everybody even get, everybody get at least, and we know for a fact, at least three more young great players everybody's seeing in the league, and we don't know what's going to happen with the trade and yep. how teams are going to fluctuate with the players they get. So I'm just loving the talent, man. The league it's just it's it's more it's being more fun to watch. I can turn on any game and be entertained. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And I I said a couple of years ago, um, with the Warriors uh, dynasty, everybody was like, this is boring. The league always resets, resets itself. It, it's always going to, and we're, that's what we're seeing right now. The Warriors are not going to be as good. I was saying, we have so many good teams. If Kyrie leaves uh, the Boston Celtics, the Nets become a contender. If you have uh, AD going to the Lakers, the Lakers are back in the mix. The Nuggets are getting better. There's just so much that can happen, and the league the league is fun. That's why I said that offseason starts now, because people they're, they're, you're jostling for where you're going to be uh, – when the season ends and there's so many teams that are in it right now to go ahead and win because they see that look the Raptors did it the Bucks were they were went up 2-0 and the Raptors were able to win four straight the Bucks are right there six or so I think it's going to be a fun offseason but that's going to do it for this pod we'll be back definitely for more free agency pods emergency podcasts all summer with anything breaking news that happens any big uh, trade or any big signing that happens but for Mike for Micah and for Rob We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.